Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. lift your hands and we're going to pray together and I want the Lord to have his perfect will in his way in this house Lord I love you today and I thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost amen y'all I thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost and I'm asking you Jesus touch our minds and our hearts here together Lord in Jesus name I'm asking you Lord to give everyone in this building I'm asking you to touch me. I'm asking you to touch every person in this building with a, just another surge of energy, another surge of strength. I rebuke the spirit of weariness in our mind, in our body. I rebuke the, the spirit, the very spirit of weariness. And God, I pray for fresh wind to blow across our heart and our mind here today. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, praise God. Now, here's the reality. Here's the reality of where we are today. We're not going to be in denial. We all have been moving for an hour and 47 minutes. I've already taught one class. Our Sunday school teachers have already taught one class. Amen. Some of them had to be untied and unshackled and duct tape taken off of their head and drug out and redeemed and saved, and they made it back into the sanctuary. We've all been high, we've been low, we've laughed, we've cried. And to some degree, we could be emotionally spent. But I feel like the Lord would just help us today and just refresh us in in the spirit of the Lord. When I was young, I didn't get this. I would hear a preacher say, let's all stand down. We're going to rest just a minute. (laughs) To me, it was taxing to stand, but now it's resting sometimes to stand. So I want us to sing this chorus and I'm just going to ask you to forget what time the restaurants close. I want to ask you to forget whatever's in the oven, whatever your plans are. And I know we got a a lot of moving parts here today. I understand that. But I believe that the Holy Ghost wants to do something in this house. And I feel that sweet Holy Ghost settling into this place right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So sing this with me. Say, I need thee, oh, I need thee. Lead it, lead it, Tim. Amen. Come on, let's just let this be real to us today. Bless me now. Thank you, 
Everybody say it. Say I Thank you, Jesus. Say every hour I need thee. Bless me now. Bless me now. with me to the book of Acts chapter 2. Today we celebrate Pentecost Sunday, 50 days after the resurrection of our Lord. The, taber, the, the feast of the taber, the feast of weeks, feast of first fruits has many names. The power today that I want to talk to you about is the power of Pentecost. Praise God. I just feel God has dropped something in my heart through um, the Lord can use a lot of different ways to put something in your life. Amen. I like what one man said. I might get my milk from different resources, but I churn my own butter. Amen. And so I feel like a lot of things have, uh, God has used a lot of resources to put something in my heart, but I'm not just regurgitating something from somewhere else. I feel like last night in in our home, God started turning this to butter in my heart. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want to preach to you today for a little while about the power of Pentecost. I believe, I remember one night preaching, I, I can't even think, I was, a part of me wants to think it was here, but I'm not sure about that. But I can tell you that it was in a building similar to this, at least there were three sections of pews, I remember that. 
And while I was preaching, someone in the middle section toward the back on the left-hand side had never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, just lifted their hands. Amen. And I thought, I thought immediately about how Cornelius has the, heard the word. Praise God. Can I tell you today, it had little to do with the man preaching the word. It was just the word. And it was the man receiving the word. Amen. And so today, this will have little to do with the man you're looking at. I'm just going to be the voice. But I'll tell you that the spirit of the word is in this house. And if you need the Holy Ghost today, you can get it. And you can get it while I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Praise God. And if it's been a little while since you've had the tongue-talking experience, if it's been a while since that's been renewed in you, can I tell you? I just feel like adding this P.S. Amen. You can do it today before you leave this house. God touch you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the fear of the Lord. You aren't born into Pentecost. I was born into the Boyd family and I wasn't given a vote about that. Nobody asked me my opinion about it. As a matter of fact, I'm 55 years old as of just a few days ago and no one has ever even paused and asked me to think, what is your opinion of that? I was just born into the Boyd family. Uh, That meant that I had some wonderful relatives and it means I've got some crazy relatives. And then I was just born into this family, just born into this family. But you're not, you're, you're not born into Pentecost, but Pentecost is born in us. Amen. You, you can come to this wonderful experience today from anywhere. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you started. It doesn't matter, it, no matter what you're beginning, can I tell you today that, that Pentecost is for you that the power of the Holy Ghost is for you, that the Spirit of the Lord wants to baptize you and fill you with his authority and his anointing. In this holy house, God wants to do a divine work in our lives. I think it's important to understand that Pentecost was not something that was born in a vacuum. This didn't happen in a in a in a corner somewhere, Amen. But the power of the a power of Pentecost, Amen. It was born. It was born in a very exciting time. It was born, and I want to be careful not to get ahead of myself. But it was born at a time this feast of weeks or feast of first fruits when people had come from all regions. They had come from near and they had come from far to come and celebrate this. So this did not happen. On the backside of the mountain, this didn't happen out in a shepherd's field and we just kind of had to send a reporter out and get some news on this. But this was a very public manifestation of the power of God. Can I tell you that Pentecost is not the theory of man, but the day of Pentecost was the completion or the fruition of what God had been pointing at through the mouths of prophets for centuries. Hallelujah. Amen. This was not, this was not, amen. I, I feel like that I want you to lean in with me now. Amen. The day of Pentecost was the fulfillment, amen, of what God had been using men of old to write about and to speak about and to prophesy about for centuries. In Acts chapter 2 and verse number 16, I believe that Simon Peter stood to clarify something incredibly significant when he spoke those immortal words, something powerful happened. It seems pretty simple. 
and it seems pretty straightforward. When some were accusing them of being drunk, when some were accusing this to be a party that has just run aground or gone awry, Simon Peter uttered some words that are still echoing in our heart and in our mind here today when he said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Simon Peter, hear me today. Amen, was validating the things that were taking place at that particular time. When Simon Peter said, this is that, he was not addressing this two days later. Amen, he was not talking about this next week at a press conference. But while it was going on, amen, I'm gonna tell you that in the background, people were speaking in other tongues and magnifying and praising the Lord and fire like as a cloven fire was setting down on them. And when those accusations began to be hurled, Simon Peter with that in the backdrop, he said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. I have heard, um, I guess the most recent illustration in my mind would be Brother J.H. Osborne, but others have talked about the word of God being so intricately and, and, and intentionally woven together. He said, and use this illustration, he said, if you pull a string over here in the New Testament, it would pucker over there <laughs> in, the, in the Old Testament. Amen, some of you old timers, you get that. Amen, and so if you pull a thread in the New Testament, he said it ought to create a pucker in the Old Testament. And so can I tell you this, that when Simon Peter stood, amen, in, in, in Acts chapter two, and he began to pull the thread and said, this is that, amen. When he pulled the thread, standing there in Acts chapter two and verse number 16, all the way over there in Joel two and 28, amen, he pulled over here, but it puckered over here. Why? Amen, because the word of God is intricately, intentionally woven together. Amen, I'm gonna tell you furthermore that I believe it's the church today and I believe that this church and Hatchman Apostolic Church, I believe that we ought to be able to pull a thread here this morning. I believe we ought to be able to get a hold of something here this morning on this June 4th, 2017 Sunday and we ought to feel something pucker over here in the Acts chapter two upper room. Amen, hear me today. We're not just talking about a journey of history. We're not today just gonna talk about what has been or what happened yesterday or yesteryear, but I'm gonna tell you that the power of Pentecost is as relevant today as it has ever been, as it has ever been. Praise God, praise God. Touch my mind today, Lord. Amen, it is as relevant as it has ever been. The day of Pentecost didn't happen in a dark corner, but it happened in a public arena and many were there to witness what was taking place. It was done in the open. The power of Pentecost is exploding, can I tell you, at this very moment around the world. Amen, not only are people receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost in North America, but can I tell you that in countries around our world right now, this very moment, amen, there are people by unprecedented 
men in numbers that are receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. From time to time, every every other month or so, Sister Terry Boyette stands behind this very desk and she reads us missionary reports. And I hope we're doing more than just pattering our hands about it. We need to lean in and listen. Amen. Because she's not talking about, amen. She's not talking about just the fact that somebody got a new washing machine or somebody got a new refrigerator or somebody got a set of tires for their car. But she's up here talking about in this country, amen, this many people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. They were anointed with his power. They went down in a watery grave for remission of their sin. Are you hearing me today? That all around the world, the power of Pentecost is being poured out. It was done in the open. Amen. People still desire the Holy Ghost. Amen. They desire this Holy Ghost experience. But can I tell you today that it hasn't always been as accepted as it is today. Some of you may remember even in your in your young days being chided for being a tongue talker. Amen. Anybody here ever been called a holy roller? Amen. They weren't that wasn't a false accusation, was it? You still holy rolling? Amen. I want to give you an illustration. I'm just going to ask you up front to forgive me for this. But in 1981, country star, then country star Barbara Mandrell released a song entitled, I Was Country When Country Wasn't Cool. I see some of you brave enough to shake your head about that. God bless your heart. Amen. It was more than just a song for the charts, in my opinion. It was more than just a song to make a little bit more money to the Mandrell Empire. Amen. But I believe it was a song with a message. I believe that Barbara Mandrell was holding a microphone and she was not trying to be a smart aleck, but she was trying to say to some of these up and coming country and music, country and western singers that it hasn't always been cool to sing country. It hasn't always been, if you remember some of the lyric of that song. I'm not going to sing it. Amen. But you can remember some of the lyric of that song. She was making a statement. She was letting them know that people didn't always accept us. They didn't always open their arms. And can I tell you today, amen, she sweetly rebuked them. She was reminding them that somebody paved the way for them to be able to be on Main Street. Paved the way for them to be on the front page of the newspaper. And paved the way furthermore for them to be at the top of the charts. Well, I want to tell you this morning that I was Pentecostal when Pentecostal wasn't cool. I was talking in tongues when it wasn't cool. I was talking in tongues when it wasn't accepted. Hallelujah. Can I tell you that I was living a life of holiness and separation when it wasn't cool, when it wasn't accepted, amen, when it wasn't in vogue, amen, I believed it then, oh yes I did. I believe it now, oh yes I do. And I pray all the time, God, help me to take this into my future. I don't want to lose this along the way. I want to hold on to the power of what you have given me. Praise God. Pentecostal churches dot, Pentecostal churches dot the landscape of our nation and our world. I'm not just talking about a church with the name Pentecost in it. 
but I'm talking about a church with the power of Pentecost in it. Amen. The power of Pentecost in action in every service. I'm going to tell you what I am very thankful for and what I'm very humbled by. Amen. We can have Pentecost Sunday or we can have revival. We can have this speaker or that speaker. We can have whatever service we want to call it. We can come here on Wednesday night. Amen. And we can gather around the word of the Lord. And can I tell you that there is always a warm, rich, powerful spirit and presence of the Lord. I'm humbled by that. I'm humbled by that. I am humbled by that. I thank you, Lord, for not just the name Pentecost, but I thank you for the power of Pentecost. Can I tell you that if it was happening in the upper room for them then, then it ought to be happening for us today. Acts chapter two and verse number two. Acts chapter two and verse number two. Amen. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Amen. Can I tell you that this was not a meeting that was planned by man, but this was a meeting that was planned by God. Amen. They just simply moved in obedience to what the Spirit of the Lord had told them and what Jesus Christ himself had instructed them to do. They had enough faith to simply step out and go and tarry until you be endued with power from on high. They had never even heard this terminology. Nobody had used phrases like that. Nobody had said, oh yeah, well they walked away from that and said, yeah, we know what we were doing that last Tuesday and I remember last month when we did that or somebody in the crowd didn't say, you know, I remember about a year ago we did the same thing. They had never heard anything like this but they said, upper room, Jerusalem, tarry. All right, if that's what you want, this is where we go. Amen. And so by faith they moved and the Lord met them there. Amen. I want to tell you today that the name Pentecost, it just identifies us. Amen. This is our roots. Can I tell you that we are not a denomination that has denominated down from something else? Amen. We we did not come out from another movement and start and do our own thing. Amen. We were not there, nor did we have a representative there at the Council of Nicaea. Amen. We did not come out of that group. This is not a branch off of that group, but can I tell you that Pentecost Acts 2 amen where did the apostolic church begin can I tell you today that our history is not just marked in books of our library but our history is marked in this holy book that I hold in my hand it was then and it was there that the church of the living God was born oh yes it was clap your hands would you do that across this building Amen. I want to tell you today that if Pentecost, if that addresses our roots, then it must also address the very source that we need to stay connected to. Amen. I got to stay connected to this. I got to stay. If I was born in Acts 2, I better stay connected to Acts 2. Amen. It speaks of where I came from. And I think it should certainly speak of where. Amen. We should stay connected. We were not born in a corner. We were not born somewhere in a dark room. Amen. And then try to live out our lives in a corner. But Pentecost, this great, great moment. Amen. This great 
great, great moment we celebrate today. The great apostle Paul made sure that those men and those women and those boys and those girls in the church of Ephesus understood something. And I feel like that I ought to stand today with apostle Paul and remind all of us of that same something here this morning in Ephesians chapter two and verse number 19. Amen, look at this scripture with me. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. In verse number 20, the Bible says, and we are built, amen, upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Amen, this is not a house of cards. Amen, this is not a church built on a maybe so or a hope so. I'm not crossing my fingers it all will work out. I'm gonna tell you, Paul said we are built on the very foundation of the apostles apostles and the prophets and furthermore Jesus Christ himself is the chief cornerstone oh yes 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 Amen. I'm going to tell you that we should never look down our nose at anybody but we should also never look at ourselves as no one we've been born into the kingdom of God Amen. Those people were filled with the spirit of the Holy Ghost which is the spirit of God God born of a woman died a cruel death on the cross. But all of this was necessary so that he could indwell, indwell the hearts of mankind. That's why he sent them to the upper room on this particular day. It was the feast of Pentecost. Amen, and he knew that the city was gonna be filled with people. Amen, this is gonna play out in a very, very, very public arena. I'm gonna send you here on this day, in this place, go and tarry, amen, go and tarry. It is not, it is, it, it is, it is not, uh, it, or it is, it is a very intentional thing and something worthy of our attention to realize. He said you tarry until you be endued with power from on high at this feast of Pentecost or this feast of weeks, amen, whenever they, they were men and women that were coming from far and they were coming from near, amen, they were gonna be there, amen, that's why there were people to witness this, that's why there were people there of all tongues and languages because people had come from everywhere, amen, the Bible says in Acts chapter two and verse number five, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Amen. Thousands of people were gathered in the city on this day. This great upper room experience, I just gotta tell you, didn't happen in a corner. It was noised abroad. I mean, this was the talk of the town. This was the talk of the moment. Let's read now verse number six. And when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and they were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Amen. And the multitude, the Bible says, came together. They come running to see. They come rushing. What is this noise? What's going on? What in the world is happening? The wind's blowing. The power of the Holy Ghost is coming down. Amen. Understanding that there were people there from every nation. I want you to just let me read this. Amen. Just, just bear with me a moment here. Acts chapter two, verse number seven. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? 
Amen. And how we hear every man in our own tongue, wherein we are, where we are, and we are born, Parthians, Medes, Amen, Elamites, and the dwellers of Mesopotamia, and Judea, and Cappadocia, and Pontus, and Asia, and Phrygia, and Pamphylia, in Egypt, and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene, and the strangers of Rome, Jews, and proselytes, Cretes, and Arabians, do we do hear them speak in our tongue the wonderful works of God. Amen. Now watch this in verse 12. And they were all amazed. Amen. And were in doubt saying to one another, what meaneth this? What in the world is going on? Amen. What an incredible thing was unfolding here for the world. Amen. This was just the beginning. And that's why Simon Peter said, amen, in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 39, amen, for this promise. What promise? Amen. The promise of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The promise of the Holy Ghost is unto you and to your children and unto all who are afar off as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. I'm thankful to know the promise of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He said this has been coming a long time. Amen. This has been coming a long time. Isaiah 28 and 11. Hallelujah. Isaiah 28 and 11. Isaiah would have had no idea what he was felt in the Holy Ghost to write. Amen. But he said, I'm going to write it down anyway. For with stammering lips and another tongue shall he speak to his people. What are you talking about, Isaiah? I don't know. I just feel in the Holy Ghost and I got to write it down. And I got to write it down for the ages. I got to write it down. Centuries before that it ever happened. I believe that we are indeed living in the last days. I believe we're living in the days that Joel spoke about. Amen. I believe that he is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. And that is, my friend, why people are receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost in unprecedented numbers all around the world. Amen. This is happening not because of us. It's not happening because of what key we sing our song in. It's not happening because of the tempo of the song. It's not happening because of what our Sunday school literature is all about this quarter. It's not happening because of who occupies those Sunday school rooms. It's not happening because of who pastors this church. It's not happening because of any of that. It's happening because God said it. He moved upon men. Amen. Holy men of old were moved on by the Holy Ghost and they penned these words. Amen. We are living in an unprecedented hour. Praise God. We're living in the time of promise. Yes, we are. <coughs> Amen. I want you to think about something with me in Acts chapter 1. I know we love Acts 1 and 8, so we'll start there. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea, in all Judea, and in Samaria, unto the uttermost part of the earth. When he had spoken these things, while they beheld, <clears throat> this is the disciples now in Jesus, he being Jesus was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. They did what we would have done. Amen, in the next verse. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men by them in white apparel Amen. Which also said, 
which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing up into heaven? <laughs> I mean, I understand the human side, but somebody had to pull them back down to the earth. Amen. This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. My God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just like he went away, he's gonna come back again. Amen, look, look again with me, if you will, Acts 1 and 12. Amen, and they returned after this grand experience. He's been called up. They had their minds blown. Amen, they had an angelic visitation, said don't worry about it, just like he came, went away, he's gonna come back again. And in verse number 12, the Bible says, they returned, then returned they unto Jerusalem from Mount Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. A Sabbath day's journey. I understand that we get lost sometimes in, in biblical language and the King James language from time to time, but if I could just kind of pull this down to something we could all understand. Amen. They were on Mount Olive when this happened, and he said, you need to go tarry in Jerusalem, and it's a Sabbath day's journey, or in other words, about a quarter of a mile. And so if, if you know where we live, we live about a quarter of a mile south of here. So if somebody steals our vehicle today, we can walk home without much ado. But that's not the story with everybody. If you had to walk home, it'd be a little bit further journey for some. Amen, they didn't have very far to go. Amen, they didn't have very far to go, but others that were coming to Jerusalem for another reason, they had a little bit further to go. Amen, they were from Egypt, they were from Rome. The Bible says every nation on the earth. And so they had a long way to travel, great distances. Amen, I'm gonna be honest with you this morning about something. Are you with me now? Praise God. When I made up my mind to get my heart right with God, I didn't have very far to travel. I really didn't. I mean, I'm not, I'm not boasting. I have nothing to boast of, but I'll, t I'll explain that in just a moment. I mean, I didn't have very far to travel. I've, I've shared parts of this testimony many times and in various different ways, but please hear me one more time. Amen, I try to be very intentional to thank God often, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I try to thank him daily. Amen, I try. I know I miss that from time to time, but my, I'm, this, I'm that intentional about what I'm about to say that I say, Lord, I wanna thank you for my heritage in Pentecost. And I say, Lord, I wanna thank you for my grandparents. They were not perfect and didn't claim to be, but I thank you for my grandparents and I thank you for my parents who, who were also not perfect and they didn't claim to be. Amen, I thank you for my parents and my grandparents and this is what I tell the Lord and I think he gets it because he knows how we all are. I said, thank you, Lord, for the clear path that they beat down for me. Amen. So when I got ready to, to change my way of living, amen, I, I didn't have very far to travel at all. Amen. I didn't have very far to travel at all. I had grandparents, though. They had to make a little bit further journey than me. They were a part of another church. They were in a, in a, in a denominal church. 
Amen. And so when they came into a tent revival one night, and Brother D.L. Welch was be, was preaching this apostolic message, Amen. A revelation happened in their heart, and they saw the oneness of the Godhead, and they saw the imperative nature of baptism in Jesus' name. Amen. In that tent meeting, they accepted the revelation of the Godhead, and they accepted baptism in Jesus' name. They had a little bit further to travel to Pentecost that day than I did on the day that I made up my mind. Amen. They had a lot of things to overcome to get where they were. Amen. The church where they attended. Amen. And the church where they were a part of, that church turned them out. They were ostracized by that church. Some of their own family members ostracized them. Amen. Are you hearing me today? They Their journey was a little bit further than the journey that I had to make. Amen. Their journey was a little bit further than the journey that I had to make. Amen. I'm going to tell you though. Amen. They walked away from their family. Amen. They walked away from tradition. Some of their family, you hear me, and some of their traditions. Amen. They, my grandmother and my grandfather, I don't remember how old my grandmother was, but my grandfather was in his 40s. Amen. So this is a man whose life was probably already pretty much set in the direction he was going to walk, the direction he was going to live, and the direction he was going to die. But an old tent, <laughs> but in an old tent meeting one night, amen, the Spirit of the Lord started moving and tradition had to fall by the wayside. Amen. They had the, they had a spiritual expedition mindset like that of Lois and Clark on them. Amen. Because they began to follow the will of the Lord just one day at a time. And here's what happened. As they began to follow the Lord and they began to walk in this apostolic message, they made that a little bit easier for their children. For, so the journey for their children wasn't as far as they had to walk. Amen. So they had, they were holding up the light and they were saying to their children, come on now and you can walk by this light. Amen. And, and, and you can walk by this light. I'm not just talking about what they were told to do, but what they were shown to do. Amen. Hallelujah. And just stay with me now. Amen. Granted, their children had to get their own revelation. I'm not saying they just morphed into this. Amen. But their parents' lives served as a spiritual lighthouse to guide them away for them. Amen. And then as my parents began to walk in this same truth. Amen. My dad was also raised in another church. Amen. But when he started and my mom got together, amen, he saw the revelation of the Godhead and he was baptized. Amen. He was ostracized somewhat by some of, of his family. But you hear me, they just kept walking. But you know what? I wasn't even born yet. Amen. But Sister Donna, now I have was born into two lights. Amen. I was born into two lights. Amen. I had a grandparent that when parents that were walking with a light. Amen. They handed a light to a Carl and a Bettejean who was walking with a light. And so I'm just here today to tell you that when I got ready to, to serve the Lord and come to an altar of repentance, I didn't have as far to walk as some people had to walk to get to Jerusalem. It wasn't as far to Pentecost for me as it was for others. I had two generations Amen. And so I'll tell you <laughs> that it was on a hot August night in 1979 right here in this very building. Amen. Whenever we were in revival and the Spirit of the Lord got a hold of me, I had always wanted to serve God. It had always been in my heart to serve God. I'm not proud to tell you, but I staggered and I stumbled and some of you were here and you saw me in those staggering and stumbling days, but something got a hold of me that night. Amen. And I knew I had to get things right. 
And not only did I need the Holy Ghost, but I needed the Holy Ghost in victory. I needed the Holy Ghost in fire. And so that night when I decided that I was going to come to the altar, amen, I was done with playing around. I was done with being on the fence. I was done with living in the middle. I was done with trying to live in two worlds. I didn't have very far to come. Amen. I'm not talking. I think you understand. I'm not talking about the distance between where I was sitting and where I ultimately wound up right about here in that altar that night. But I'm talking about I had a clear path. I had a clear path. I had a grandmama and a granddaddy that was saying, come on. I had a mama and a daddy that was saying, come on. I had an easy path. I didn't have far to come. I didn't have far to come. Amen, because I was raised in this. I've slept through more Pentecostal services than some of you have ever attended. That's the truth. Amen. I've dodged more people shouting. I've had my hand stepped on when I was asleep under the seats. Amen, people shouting and dancing and carrying on. I knew in church as a boy who you need to watch out for. Man, if they get, if they get going this right here, it could, it's like a hurricane. It'd go anywhere. They may be going that way right now, but don't you turn your head because if it's to come back by, I mean, anything is liable to happen. Amen, I'm gonna tell you when Wayne Townsend let loose in the choir, amen, you better be hanging on, friend. Amen, and you know what? Sometimes they were. I've seen Wayne Townsend get under the power of the Holy Ghost, and I've seen people, do you think I'm making this up? Amen, there's here one, when you see know what I'm about to say. She's already, she's already, but then hook their, their finger in his belt buckle, had belt, back belt loop, and they just turn their head. Amen. Cause he was just going to hang on cause they ain't no telling which way he's going to go. I'm scaring the thunder out of some of you today, but hear me. Amen. I'm glad I didn't have far to go. bragging today. Please hear me. I'm testifying. Amen. Some of you in this building this very morning, you were not raised in this. Amen. You had a different family tradition, a different church tradition. Amen. And so when you felt something pulling in your heart and tugging at your heart, amen, you had a few more things to overcome than I had to overcome. Amen. I'm, I'm not talking just about me. I'm coming to you. That's where I'm really coming today. Amen. So when I wanted, to, when you wanted to get things right, amen, the journey for you was just a little bit further. When the Lord said, go to the upper room and Terry, the disciples only had a Sabbath day journey to come, amen, but you hear me, amen, long after they had started their journey and ended their journey, those that were in nations far away, they had been walking for weeks. Praise God. Praise God. Amen, some of you this morning may be here and you feel trapped by by traditions of your forefathers, but can I tell you today, it's worth the trip. <laughs> cash in your chips, throw in your towel, cast your lot with the chosen few, amen. 
And can I tell you, Tom Claveria, come with me. Come, come here to me, if you will. And I, don't, don't freak out. I ask him if I could. He don't know what he's doing, but I ask him if I could do this. Amen. You're not, you, you won't regret not one mile, not one thing that you had to give up. Watch me now. Amen. He's better looking than me. I get it, but watch me. Amen. You, you're not going to regret not one thing you ever had to give up. Amen. Not one thing you ever, you, you, you will regret that you ever had to give up. Amen. Tom, I'm wet. I'm sorry. Come here. Amen. I, I know Tom's background. He shared a little bit of his story. He wasn't born in Pentecost. Amen. I don't want to get into all of that, but I'm going to tell you this man's journey was a little bit longer than the journey that I had to make. Amen. But somewhere along the line, the Spirit of God started talking to him. Amen. The Spirit of the Holy Ghost started moving in his heart and in his life. Amen. I'm going to tell you today, amen, that when the Spirit, and I'm going to be safe in saying this, that when the Spirit of the Lord started speaking to him and started gnawing at his heart and gnawing at his life. There were some traditions you kind of had to push down and say, wait a minute now. I don't know about all this. I was taught this. I was taught that. I'm not being uh, discrediting anything of that. I think you know where we're going with this. Amen. But you see, when the Lord started dealing with Tom Claveria, amen, he had a longer journey to make than I had to make, but he started walking. Amen. He just started walking. He said, well, you know what? I don't get it. I don't really understand it. I haven't got it all figured out, but I'm just going to walk because I feel something pulling me. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, I had parents. I had grandparents. I just had to walk from Mount Olive to Jerusalem. But Tom had a little further to go. But he just started walking. And he's here today in this holy house in the kingdom of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 I didn't have very far to go. I didn't have very far to go. But this fella here, he had a few more miles of travel than me. Amen. He was married to a sweet lady that prayed and fasted and trusted God. Amen. And when he did not understand and when he didn't get it, she was going to church by herself. I wouldn't embarrass you. Amen. She was going by herself. Amen. I believe more than one time. Amen. There was a hand raised. It might have been an unspoken request. But in her heart, she was saying, I want my husband saved. I want my husband filled with the Holy Ghost. I want my husband sitting with me on the pew. Amen. He had a little bit further to walk than some of us. But he started walking. He started walking. I'd kiss you around the head if I wasn't so well. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You can be seen. Where's Amanda? Huh? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Let me see. If I look tired, I'm not faking. 
Chris, Chris Osborne, straight away from the Lord. I remember us as a church praying for him. <laughs> praying. Yeah. Had family members that were praying. He didn't have his, I forgot to get with the rest of these folks, but he didn't have as far to walk as his sweet wife, Amy, had to walk. My God, I feel the Chris had somebody beaten down a path. Amy wasn't raised in any church. I'm not discrediting your parents, you know that. She just wasn't she just, she wasn't raised in church. She she had a little further to walk. My Lord. Amy, am I okay? It's okay. I know it was kind of a bad spot here. But I, I saw several miles of Amy's trip just like you did. She come tenderly and shyly down to this front. So praying. What made perfect sense to us didn't make any sense to her. Not because she was stubborn and this or that. It just didn't make any, didn't make any She had further to walk. I remember the camp meeting. What year was that? Two years ago. <clears throat> we left for camp meeting that week, and my son, Justin Tank, came to me. He said, Dad, I just feel in my heart, Amy Osborne is going to get the Holy Ghost this week at camp meeting. I said, I'm going to receive that. We're going to pray to that end. I said, we had guns loaded, Amy. You didn't know it. Camp meeting came and went. We dismissed that Friday night and went home. I was a little discouraged. I really thought it was going to happen. The next night on a Saturday night, they got home Saturday from Ocala. And as I remember them telling me the story, they were laying in the bed talking about the camp meeting, some of the messages. And Amy began to talk about some of the messages she heard while she was talking. She just started speaking in tongues in her bed. A little further to walk than Chris. But you see, what she felt in her heart, she just started walking. She just started walking. She started walking. My Lord, have mercy. Today, I don't know how far you have to walk, but it'll be worth every mile of the trip. Can I tell you, Amy, because you kept walking, Chris, because you walk. Not if, but when. Young Kaylin starts feeling that tug in her heart. She won't have nearly as far to walk. She won't have nearly as far to walk.
Oh, somebody's already made the trip. Somebody's already marked the corners. Tomorrow's already flagged everything. As you can see today, we have quite a mixture of people in this house. I'm going to ask you to stand. I don't want to preach past the moment. I want you musicians to come. Amen. You see, that's how it is today is not unlike how it was that day. You didn't have nearly as far to walk. I know I've probably feel like a wild man. I feel like I'm a wild man. I'm going to tell you something. I'm asking myself an honest question here today. I wonder if I appreciate it enough. I'm being as honest as I know how to be. I wonder if I really have a true appreciation of this. I didn't have to walk as far as some. Praise God. You know, Luke 7 records an... uh, um, Luke 7 records an odd but interesting passage of Scripture. Jesus said of this woman that she has washed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. And that seems a little excessive, doesn't it? A little extreme, right? And so when the critics were twisting their head and like, world that many tears Jesus said if you just knew how much she had been forgiven see she gets it (laughs) when she sheds the last tear she's going to go home and say it wasn't enough (laughs) wasn't enough (laughs) when she gets through drying his feet she's not going to go home and pat her chest and say look what I did she's going to say but it wasn't enough it wasn't enough because I have been forgiven so much and I'll tell you I worry I'm going to let your pastor talk now I'm, I worry sometimes about some of this third and fourth generation people and man it was just so easy for us to get here we don't have a real appreciation we haven't had to fight a whole lot come on let's just be real we haven't had to fight a whole lot to get here and if we're not careful amen that's why the spirit of the Lord can show up in our midst and we can decide whether or not we're going to clap We can decide whether we're going to worship. We can decide whether or not we're going to raise our hand. I'm going to see if I'm going to see if that song was worthy of my path. I'm going to see if that message was worthy of my response. But you know what? There's some in here that are that are washing his feet with their tears and they're drying his feet with their hair because they know how far they've come. They know how far they've come. Oh my God. 
my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Amen. I didn't have to walk very far to get here. I believe we just need to respond somehow. Amen. What you feel in your heart, you need to respond to that. If you're here today without the Holy Ghost, respond to this message. I'm not asking you to respond to this preacher nor the presentation of this message, but I'm asking you to respond to the word, the holy, 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 holy word of God. I don't know how far you had to walk to get here. <laughs> Can I tell you, please, please respond. I'm begging you today. I'm begging. I'm begging you today. I'm begging you today. I'm begging you today. What do you Lord, touch us today. 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 Touch us today, touch us today. Just do anything. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Come on, church. Let hot, salty tears run down your face again. Let hot, salty tears of repentance flow from your heart again. Oh, if you're here without the Holy Ghost, you can have it today. You can have it today. If you will do nothing more today than just start walking, I'm just begging you to start walking today. Just start your journey on this June 4th day. Just start walking. Just start walking. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on, church. Come on, church. There's souls in the balance right now. Please don't just stand there. Please don't just stand there unresponsive. But oh, touch heaven on somebody's behalf. You can do it from the vantage point of your pew. You can do it from where you're standing right now. But please touch heaven on somebody else's behalf right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. 
Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.